What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Dr. Script Show, where we talk about your favorite movies, talk about what was good, what was bad about them, and how we can improve on these scripts. We don't just talk about the problems, we give solutions to these problems. Today, my lovely guest is the one and only Dr. Sam. Wow, I didn't even go to school to get my PhD. That's amazing. I know. Thank you for that. This school single-handedly will give you the credentials you need to go to an actual hospital now and diagnose people. All right, well, I'm ready to to dive into surgery. Uh, What are we looking at today? Today, we are looking at the fourth movie in the Jurassic Park series, Jurassic World. Wow. All right, Sam, do you want to give a little summary of what this film's about? Sure. So, Jurassic World. 22 years after the original Jurassic Park failed, the new park, also known as Jurassic World, is open for business. After years of studying genetics, the scientists on the park genetically engineer a new breed of dinosaur. When everything goes horribly wrong, will our heroes make it off the island? We'll find out. Throughout this movie... Who who are our heroes? Uh, so I know the one character's name, Owen, that is played by Chris Pratt. That's right. And I don't know anyone else's name, to There's be completely honest. Chris Pratt. There's Bryce Dallas Howard, who's a, <laughs> a, a no-nonsense workaholic woman who's got to take care of her nephews who are with her for the weekend. Uh, who are two brothers. They're two brothers. And their character names are Zach and Ray? Yep, they cared about one of those kids. Yes, they did, I uh, guess. <laughs> so, yeah, Zach and Gray, uh, they're, you know, in the middle of, uh, their parents are uh, getting divorced, but they, they haven't talked about it, but they kind of know that it's happening. And they, uh, yeah, they're just brothers who are, can you know, trying to work out their relationship. Yep, so Sam, just give me your quick thoughts. What did you think of the movie? Uh, I... Honestly, liked it better in the theater when we went to go see it. Oh, uh, should we talk about that now? I mean, yeah, we can talk about our our time going to the theater. This, uh, <laughs> this movie was my favorite movie of 2015 just because of how the theater life was during it. Because everyone was super hyped. We saw it on a Thursday night. People were just jazzed, like ready, like ready to go. And my favorite part of the whole thing was at the end when the Jurassic or uh, when the T-Rex comes and fights with the Indominus Rex, after the whole fight, like, well, during the fight, people were, like, screaming, like, oh, no, get up, and at the very end, where the T-Rex, or where the Indominus Rex gets eaten, one guy literally just gets up from his seat, and it's just like, yes, yes, ah, and he starts pounding his chest, and it was just like, oh, my God, that was, like, Watching a boxing match or something, like, people were going nuts. It's specifically the movie you go to the theater to see, to, like, hear it and just be in the group setting. Because, yeah, we went at, like, midnight, like, right when it opened. So people were, like, super jazzed to be there. And it was uh, it, it was a lot of fun there. Uh, I Watching it again now, I had a little bit more time to think and talk out some of the uh, the things I thought about the movie. Yeah, there's true. There's there's problems of it, like any movie, but I still enjoy this a lot. I'm a huge fan of the Jurassic Park series. I will defend two to my dying day. Three, you can, uh, I'll take constructive criticism on that one. <laughs> but the fourth one, this is probably my favorite sequel of the four. I'm excited for the new, new one coming out. I still enjoyed it a lot, but there is problems to it, I will admit. Yes, I think you definitely like it a lot more than I do. I, uh... Uh, I'll be honest. I was I was kind of bored, like through really? a lot of it. Yeah, because wow. that's why I thought I was better in the theater. Because like everyone's like super like excited to see the dinosaur fights, and like even when there's you know 
uh, smaller moments. People are still making noise and like laughing or like getting into it. And just kind of when we're, we're here, just watching the movie as is, like nothing, like a lot of stuff happens, but mm-hmm. I was not, uh, I didn't feel a lot happening when I was watching it. So uh, like I, like uh, what, there's like the part where they go to uh, the old Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. like where they go in and everything's been taken over by like weeds and stuff and like everything's all run down. And uh, that was like good for nostalgia, I guess. But even I, nothing really happened there. Like the the kids, like you know, grew a little bit as characters. And then uh, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard show up, and that's fine. And like the Indominus Rex shows up. But uh, it was in that moment where I was like, why do why do I care? Why mm. do I care what happens to these people? And also, how did the Indominus Rex get here so quickly? Like the 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 geography and the layout <laughs> of the whole place doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. But that's okay. Yeah, definitely. I definitely was more into it at the beginning and at the end, and the middle really didn't didn't work as well for me. Okay, so Sam, let's go into our summary slash review quickly of this movie. Where shall we start? Uh, I guess we start at the beginning. The uh, opening has uh, shows us the creature known as the Indominus Rex being born from the egg, yes. and uh, we cut to the kids. Uh, Zach and Gray at home. They uh, the kids are being taken to Jurassic World by their parents. And I, I just want to say I really like this opening scene where we get to see that Zach, no, not Zach. Well, oh god, just younger, just younger brother, the, older brother. The younger brother is really into dinosaurs, mm-hmm. and I like that because when he's after they get dropped off at the airport, they go to Jurassic World, and we really see the awe and amazement of Jurassic World through this guy's eyes. And it really, like, gives you sort of a nostalgic look in how we're seeing everything for the first time just like him. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, they get to the hotel, they enjoy it, and they're all in oohs and ahs. We are introduced to Dallas Howard's character, mm-hmm. who I think we're just going to refer to as Dallas Howard because it's easier for us and no one knows her name. Exactly. She's a busy businesswoman who's working on talking to some investors about uh, bringing more attractions to the park. And they talk about how they have a uh, a new dinosaur that's going to be their biggest ever that's been created with part T-Rex and some mysterious substances. Yes, and then she walks into the control room where we see one of the main characters from New Girl. Oh yeah, uh, uh, the, the, ma- the guy in New Girl and uh, one of the prison guards from Orange the New Black are, yes. uh, are, are running the tech room. Yes, and Bryce Dallas Howard points out that uh, the guy from New Girl is wearing a Jurassic Park shirt and how it's in poor taste. And that actually got me thinking, like, that is sort of in poor taste. Like, I think that is the equivalent of wearing a Twin Towers shirt now. I mean, yeah, pro- not not to the same degree that it's a terrorist attack, but that it was like, if you're like, like wearing like a Hurricane Katrina shirt, yeah. like, like Katrina 06, like this was a huge disaster. Like a bunch of people died and it cost so much money and no one... It just, yeah, it just was a bad thing. Maybe not a Katrina shirt, because that could be like a community service thing, but maybe like, uh, what's the cult town that got, drank the Kool-Aid? Oh, in uh, a... Waco? Sure, if you're wearing sure. a Waco shirt, it's like, why are you doing that? That's maybe not the best thing to wear to work. Yeah, no, it's a, it's it's it, it's just him trying to be uh, nostalgic for the old days, yeah. much like this movie is sometimes. That is very true. So anyways, we get introduced to those characters, and we quickly meet Owen Grady, also known as Chris Pratt, a Navy veteran, training these velociraptors for engine. 
He's very capable and a smart guy. And we also meet Vincent D'Onofrio's character, who is... He's the bad guy. Yeah, bad guy. Uh, I think it's pretty easy to tell from right away. He talks about wanting to use the raptors for military purposes. Uh, They have a conversation about how wars and nature and it's all around us. And uh, some guy who's trying to uh, catch a wild animal that's in the cage uh, accidentally falls into the raptor pit with them. And then Chris Pratt gets to show him exactly how... uh, how tough these these raptors really are. Yes, and he says they cannot be controlled yet. But Vincent D'Onofrio disagrees. Yes. Well, anyways, Zach and Gray are running around the park with Bryce Dallas Howard's assistant, who's on her phone a lot of the time, and they quickly run away from him. Then we cut back to the Indominus Rex. We get introduced to the new Hammond of the story, which I am also just going to refer to him as the new Hammond because mm-hmm. I still don't know his name either. Yeah. They talk, they look around the Indominus Rex, be like, whoa, this is, this is so new, this is crazy. What happened to his sis- her sister? And then Bryce Dallas Howard's like, he killed it. And we're like, oh, snap. Oh, yep, which is weird because if these are genetically designed to be killing machines, why would you put two of them in a room together? They're clearly <laughs> going to kill each other. Uh, anyways... I think at that point, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard goes to Chris Pratt and tells him that she needs some help convincing people that the dinosaurs are safe and that she could really use the assistance. I'm not sure. I think it was mainly just a a reason to bring him into the plot. Right. Uh, But basically, she goes to get him, and we find out that they used to date. Oh, snap! Oh, wow! And she uh, gathers him. They have a a snappy back and forth where they have the exact same conversation (laughs) Chris Pratt just had with Vincent D'Onofrio about how animals are uh, natural creatures and do we need to control them? We don't know. Uh, But yeah, so she takes him over to the Indominus Rex containment center where they find... That he's not there anymore! And then the security guards are like, what? No, I'm better at my job than that. I've just been eating a sandwich all day. Oh no. And so Bryce Howard then quickly goes back and calls the control room saying that they have a loose asset running around. And then the people were like, uh, nah, he's still in there. And then she's like, oh, snap! And then Chris Pratt and all the security guards went down into the, the, the cage to figure out how it escaped. And then they find out that this dinosaur can camouflage. That's why they thought it wasn't there anymore. And security should really know that because that's important. Yeah, it's you okay. You should tell them what your dinosaur's made of. Oh yeah, so it camouflages and then it comes out and it eats two of the security guards. Yep. And Chris Pratt's able to escape. But with, since the door was open for him to escape, the Indominus Rex gets out as well. And so now he's running around being free and everything. So then we cut back to the kids, now free from the assistant after running away. And they get into this gyro ball-ish thing. Yeah, it's like a glass ball that like takes you around the, the park so that you don't get hit by any of the dinosaurs. Uh, where Jimmy Fallon tells you this, the safety features of the ride. And, you know... We couldn't figure out if he was doing a parody of himself or just trying to be himself. Because, fun fact, if you go to the Universal uh, LA, you know, if you go to the Universal Studios lot tour, Jimmy Fallon is also the person there that gives you the tour of being like, oh, whoa, look at this. Oh, whoa, look at that. And this also is a Universal movie. So I can't really tell if he was trying to make fun of himself or not. I think they were just trying to get Jimmy Fallon in there, but... Uh... If not, Jimmy Fallon, I, I didn't mean any offense. You're, you're great. You're funny. Uh, and I, I love your ride in Orlando. That's great. 
Sure. Sure. So the kids go into the gyro ball, and that's when Bryce Dallas Howard shuts down the whole north end of the park. And they're like, hey, everybody get out of here. And the kids realize that now that the uh, now that everyone's required to go, the restrictions have been taken off the ball, like their ride. So the older brother decides that they're going to go explore the, the restricted part of the, uh, the, the, the park. And when they go, they, they, take their, they take their glass ball, and they run into the Indominus Rex. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. And they, uh, they, they get confronted by it, and it tries to break them out of their ball. But luckily, they're able to crack the glass and escape and run away. And they're so brave, they jump into a lake to escape, and they hide in the lake until the Indominus Rex rocks away. They jump maybe like a 40-foot drop of a 40-foot waterfall, and they're like, wow, we did that. And I'm like, yeah, you should have, or you'd be dead. <laughs> there was literally one choice here. Yeah. Uh, so and- then Chris Pratt ends up going to the control room where Bryce Dallas Howard is, and they both sort of scorn each other, being like, oh, you can't, can't do this, you can't do that. And we sort of glossed over, but there was another attack or another force team that goes in to try and sterile the Indominus Rex. But plot twist, actually, there is no plot twist. They didn't. They didn't do it. They they didn't do it. The 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 team gets attacked, and the rest of them run away. And then Bryce Dallas Howard finds out that the boys escaped from the uh, from the babysitter or the assistant's watch, and so she's like, "Oh, "Oh, Chris Pratt, will you help me find them?" And he's like, "Sure." So they go off on their own adventure to go pick up the kids. Yes. And so the kids are now, they bump into a old museum of what the first Jurassic Park was. Basically, it's the set from the first Jurassic Park yes. where uh, they, you know, they got in the Jeeps and they saw Mr. DNA and uh, all that fun jazz. All the goggles, the old cars, mm-hmm. and they end up starting a car and they drive off. Yes. And then uh, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard are quickly on their tails. Uh, and they end up at the uh, at the center as well, uh, but the Indominus Rex is there too, so they have to hide for a little bit. And once the Indominus Rex leaves, they go after the kids uh, some more. Yes. And now at this point, the old new Hammond goes to BB Wong, which is like the evil scientist of all this, yeah. and he's like, "Why did you do this? Like this is making so much chaos." And BB Wong is just like, "You wanted me to make a monster," and he's like. Hammond's like, no, I didn't. And he's like, everyone, it, to everyone's perspective, everyone, or something's a monster. Like, a canary believes a cat's a monster. And so, then, just to reiterate, that's the same conversation we've had about three times already, just with someone else. And also, just a fun fact, is B.D. Wong was actually in the first Jurassic Park movie. Yeah. He was the scientist that was uh, studying it, and he, they brought him back for that, which was which cool touch. I'll give them credit for that. Yes. But no one was watching this movie being like, oh, hey, that's the guy from the first movie that showed Alan Grant the egg. I, I bet there were a couple people that were like, I recognize you. I saw you on Law & Order SVU last night. <laughs> uh, and so I, I think you guys can tell that this is where I got bored a little bit because I have been repeating some of the same stuff uh, over and over. So, uh, so the kids escape. They're on their tails. And then they do the – is that when they eventually catch up to the kids? Well, no, because then Hammond and these other security guards oh, right. yeah. get into a helicopter to try and stop Indominus Rex from reaching the main part of the whole park, and they end up going into the like pterodactyl exhibit. Yeah, all the flying uh, dinosaurs, which 
why is the CEO of this company <laughs> the only one who can fly the helicopter who decides to go and do this like uh, rescue mission to kill the Indominus Rex? Well, they also sort of established that he's not the best helicopter driver because the first time we meet him, Dallas Howard's just like, oh, is there no one else? And he's like, it is fine. I can do it. And so then they land, and the co-pilot, if you look in the background, is throwing up. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, Not really establishing that he's a great pilot, which I guess in hindsight, he's not. No, because as you'll learn right now, they fly the helicopter and it crashes into the pterodactyl exhibit, thus releasing all of the flying dinosaurs. And then the new Hammond. And then the new Hammond crashes and just dies. Yeah, the helicopter explodes and he's just dead. Yep. And uh, everyone's just like, yo, damn, maybe it wasn't a smart move to have the CEO pilot this yeah but basically from there the indominus rex keeps attacking and the pterodactyls fly to the main section of the park and starts attacking the uh the tourists there and that's when the kids uh end up like trying to escape going down that way chris pratt and bryce dallas howard get that way it's a big action sequence and the the assistant the assistant gets the most brutal killing in this whole movie by a landslide and like she's not even like she's not a bad person like it's the kind of death you like save for the villain where she gets picked up by one of the pterodactyls uh and then she like is able to escape but then she gets picked up by another pterodactyl and then she's able to escape but then gets put in the mouth of another pterodactyl and they sink into this big pool where the giant like shark dinosaur comes and eats her and the pterodactyl at the same time. And then the kids are just watching this feel like, oh snap. It's 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 a little it's a it's much for someone who like the only crime she committed was losing the kids. Yeah, the kids that were running away yeah, from her. They intentionally left her. It's not like she abandoned them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that happens. Uh Bryce so, Tallis Howard saves Chris Pratt from one of the pterodactyls. And then the kids see them, uh, they run up to him, and right when that happens, Chris Pratt and Brass Dallas Howard start making out, and then the brothers are just like, who's that? And they're like, uh, you know. Uh, you know, we've also had very little uh, chemistry throughout, but that's okay. Yeah. And they, uh, and then they go to the uh, Velociraptor area? Yes, they realize. Yeah. I don't really completely understand why the brothers go with Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, because they're like, oh, we want to be safe. We want to be with you, talking about Chris mm-hmm. Pratt. And I'm like, is that, is that the smartest thing to do? But yeah, because he's the one who's going to jump into the action, clearly, so maybe you should leave with everybody else, but that's okay. Anyways, so now that the new Hammond is dead, Vincent D'Onofrio has taken over and is setting up the Velociraptors to do a mission to attack the Indominus Rex. And Chris Pratt and- is peeved about it. But for some reason, he goes along with it. Where there's some there's some explanation that Vincent D'Onofrio gives him that kind of makes sense, but also doesn't really. Uh, but anyways, the mission they they take off on their motorcycles and ATVs and like this big this big mission with these army guys uh, chasing off into the woods with the Raptors. And mm-hmm. uh, eventually, the Raptors come across the Indominus Rex, and they're all positioned. Everybody's got their guns out, and then the Indominus Rex starts talking to the raptors. Yeah. And this, you know, this is exactly where we needed subtitles for this film. Yes. You know? Because that's when Chris Pratt, uh, his friend, starts saying, hey, what's going on? And then he's like, a nice tight push into his face and says, 
that thing's part raptor. Oh, snap. Oh, burr, burr, burr. Uh, and then the, uh, yeah, and then from there, the raptors start attacking the the army guys, all of Vincent D'Onofrio's men. Which, I, I liked that sort of twist of the velociraptors and them having a reason to start attacking. I'll be honest, when I first watched it, I didn't realize that it was going to be half velociraptor until mm-hmm. it was about to happen, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah. damn, that's it's, pretty dope. It's a, it's a solid twist, but it is a... Uh, a little convenient that that's part of what makes him up so that he can control, or the Indominus Rex can control it. Yeah, but I mean, like, what animal is this Indominus Rex not related to? Like, it's pretty it's much ca- got everything in it. It's got cu- cu- cuttlefish? Yeah, it's got cuttlefish, which is how they explain how it can camouflage, but they use the cuttlefish to bind all the pieces together. Anyways, there's another action sequence where the uh, where the kids are sitting in the truck, and a, uh, a raptor tries to attack them as Bryce Dallas Howard drives away. The raptors are attacking the uh, other army guys, uh, Chris Pratt's able to escape, and they they all fight off the the raptors together, yes. and they they drive over to the main section of Jurassic World. And during this, BB Wong gets taken up in a helicopter with all the new DNA and whatever. So get ready for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, everybody. Yes, we will remember that because we're going to be talking about that mm-hmm. in a bit, also. But as the Bryce Dallas Howard, the kids, and Chris Pratt enter the whole room, they realize the DNA is gone, and Vincent D'Onofrio is there. He's like, you guys never realized that like, you were working for us. We were on the same side. And then one of the Velociraptors comes and interrupts his evil man speech, and he's like, whoa, 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 we're on the same side. And sure, Velociraptor speaks English. Nah. Not at, <laughs> wow, totally crazy. And then the Velociraptor just destroys Vincent D'Onofrio. Yes, like, not as bad as the assistant, but it goes no. for his arm first, and then I think, like, slowly works up. Yeah. So they do that, and then the kids and the adults escape the, the lab and run out into the main section, but that's when the Indominus Rex appears. Yes, and then Chris Pratt talks, like, has like a does he have the pen out when he's no, doing this? The raptors are also there, like all of them. Right. And he looks at the raptors as the Indominus Rex is coming and he's trying to talk to the raptors to get them on his side. And what do you think happens? Uh he re Owen reestablishes his bond with the Raptors and makes himself the Alpha compared to the Indominus Rex. Mm-hmm. And then they all attack, of course. And the kids and Bryce Dallas Howard get away, and the little kid is like, oh, we need more teeth. And then Bryce Dallas Howard's like, give me a minute. And she runs off, talks to the guy from New Girl, and she's like, be a man for once. And he's like, why did you have to make it personal? They open the gate, and then the mother frickin' T-Rex comes out. And do you want to say what? what uh... Uh, well, the T Rex has only been seen like a little bit because T- the T Rex is the main dinosaur from Jurassic Park, right? Like the first one, and he uh, it shows up kind of out of nowhere. Uh, and I don't know if we're familiar with uh, English literature terms, <laughs> but the technical term for what happens when a T Rex shows up to save the day is a Deus Rex Machina. So yeah, so the the fight happens with the Raptors and the Indominus Rex, and then Bryce Dallas Howard leads the T-Rex over, and the T-Rex sees the Indominus Rex and is like, oh no, I'm the top dinosaur here. I'm going to have all the toys made after me. Yes, and they fight, 
And man, this is the coolest scene in the movie. This is where you can forgive everything that has happened before if you found it bored like boring like I did, or if you think it's been stupid, because you get to see this huge fight where uh, uh, Chris Pratt's favorite raptor is like jumping on the back of the Indominus Rex, and the T Rex is like attacking, like biting the the Indominus Rex, and then they attack and they push him, and they push him towards the edge of the pool, and then, and then. The- the shark dinosaur comes and chomps at the Indominus Rex and brings him in, and then it's like, ah! Which it almost forgives the time when that shark dinosaur killed the assistant <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> almost. Uh, and so then the T-Rex and the little Velociraptor Blue look at each other and just like, I, I respect you, I respect you, and then they just walk off. Mm-hmm. And so then the team comes back together of Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, and the two boys, and they go into the resting room and that's well i mean what, the parents show up yeah and we've totally not talked about the parents at all i mean which, the, par- the parents are just a plot a plot device we'll get into them when we, i want to talk about things to fix yeah me too uh so everything is fine except we have a loose t-rex now on the park which yeah, but they're they close down the park it's okay let yeah. the T-Rex be king of the park. Yeah, that's fine. But, you know, in any other movie, this T-Rex being loose would be the big thing. But it saved the day, so we give it a pass. Exactly. And exactly. that's Jurassic World. Yeah, that um, is Jurassic World. So, do you want to talk about the parents that we covered maybe for half a second? Um, are we going to go into surgery right now? Or are we gonna I, think, I think we've got to rush into surgery, because like, we, we've told them our thoughts on the movie, and we've that's gotten the synopsis, so let's just let's uh, dive into this body. All right, we are diving into this body of screenplay, and so the big thing that we both agree, or I'm not sure if you agree on mm-hmm. as much as I do, but the parents in this movie, which we haven't talked about yet, so the whole time the two kids are here... They, their parents are getting a divorce, and they're just sending off the kids to have a good time with their aunt to deal with the divorce and lawyers and everything. And it's a little thing that pops up here and there. Like, the little kid is really sad that their parents are going to get divorced. Mm-hmm. And the older brother, after that story, is like, oh, you know, I'm only going to be here for another few years, and I'm not going to have these moments with my brother, so I'm going to try and make the best out of it. Yeah. So... What we really want, what I really want to do, and I think you're on the same page with me, is I want to make the mom and dad more of the forefront of this movie. I want them to, either the mom or the dad, to be running the park. I want to take out Bryce Dallas Howard's, the aunt character, and make that either the mom and dad, and have the mom there with them. I'm just going to say the dad's the CEO right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have the dad running and being really neglective, being like, oh, I can't be here. I need to do this or that. There's a new thing. It's, it's just been a long day. And then the mom's sort of pointing out, like, this is why the family's not working. Like, you aren't putting in what you need to do. And, like, I realize I need to do stuff, too. But this is the main root of our problems. And so when the two kids run off, the mom and dad now have to sort of come together. And Chris Pratt is there, too, to show them <laughs> the ropes. And they deal with their family problems the way that they need to in this situation. And at the end, they come together as a family. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good idea. I don't know if I would do it the exact same way, but I do think the parent, like the divorce part, should definitely be more of a focus. Because they spend a lot of time on it in the first like third of the movie. Right. That it's a really important character point. So if they made it so that the parents are still getting a divorce... But the mom is the Bryce Dallas Howard character, mm-hmm. and the dad is involved somewhat because he could still be the CEO and like you know sacrifice himself in the helicopter later on, and uh, that that could be more of a thing because I think 
that I mean they could still end up trying to get back together or like being more of a family mm-hmm. but it's just uh, uh, I just don't I don't see how you can like try and make it more than it is especially because it would be it would be a cool character thing for these kids to like be dealing with the divorce mm-hmm. and then the thing that actually separates them is the situation that they're in so instead they don't actually get to have you know the closure of the divorce or like get to have the talk it just kind of it just kind of happens which might be might be that's, a little too dark. Yeah, I was going to say that's really dark for this movie. <laughs> I mean, we could we could we could reevaluate. That's how I think, but I do I agree with the general idea of putting the parents more in the forefront. I don't think that if we are going to do this, I don't think the dad or this yeah, we'll just go with the dad. Mm-hmm. I don't think he should die. I think we really yeah. need like this experience to bring the family together again. Mm-hmm. And we can have other characters like die off. That can't kill Chris Pratt because no. he is just a fun character in all this. But the love interest part of Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt does feel forced yes. at times. Like, like I mean, this the the part the part where they where Bryce Dallas Howard saves him and then they kiss. Like, you can just I, I feel like you can tell on Chris Pratt's face that he's like, this is why are we why are we doing this? <laughs> there was no chemistry up till now. You shot this thing with a tranquilizer, which is great. Thank you, I appreciate it. But like, you know, we didn't need to. Didn't need to have that kiss there. Yeah, it, but it's more like the screenwriter being like, "Oh, we need a kiss. Like, should See, we do it at the end of the T Rex fight, or like, oh, he saved him at this part. We can do it then." See, I don't think it's a screenwriter thing. That was definitely a studio note where they were like, "These guys need to kiss. How will they know that there's chemistry between them <laughs> if, unless they kiss?" Which I think it would have been an even better moment if, like, you know, they kind of get close and then uh, then Chris Pratt's just like, "Thanks for saving my life." And she's like, yeah, anytime. Yeah. And like, then they break it off and they don't actually have the kiss because then it looks, it's it's cool. it's nicer at the end when they walk out of the room together. Yeah, they could. What they do with the new girl character and the girl from Orange is the New Black is like they try and like the guy thinks that they have good chemistry and is about to kiss him. And then she's like, oh, no, I have a boyfriend. And he's like, oh, well, I, I didn't know that. And like that's, I, I yeah. thought that was funny. And I think if we had done that with Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, I think Chris Pratt sure. has enough charisma to pull that off, and Bryce Dallas Howard is talented enough to do the same. Yeah. And that's fu- I think that is funny because if the Bryce Dallas Howard is their mom instead, and the dad is still like the CEO or somewhere else on the island, he could just be like, "Oh, sorry, I thought this was the part where you oh, yeah. saved me, and this I thought this is when we kiss." And she's, you know, she's a like, better I'm line still, than I'm this. Still together. She's like, with I'm still. Like, my kids are right there. <laughs> Did you not see my kids standing right there? They just wave over at him. Yeah. Uh, uh, I wouldn't want Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt to still have the relationship if we're involving the parents. Mm-hmm. I think... So, let me think about this right now. So, we would have the little boy and the older brother, the mom, the dad, Chris Pratt. If, if we... If we're... If the studio is making this love interest need to happen, do we make the assistant more of a better character that's a love interest for... Chris Pratt. Yeah, if the if the studio is demanding this lo- this love story, that's not the parents like getting back together. If they're demanding some hot young people getting in on the action, then probably. And I think the assistant's the best choice because she deserves better than this. <laughs> she should be a really uh, change her character so she's a much better assistant. Yes. And the kids are just you know being kids. They're just trying to escape, and she's also frantically looking for them. And instead of getting dragged away by the pterodactyl, Chris Pratt shoots the pterodactyl out of the sky and, like, saves her. And she just lands in his hands, and he's just, <laughs> just like, hey, perfect. babe. 
Well, maybe maybe we'll work yeah, up no, to that. No, but no, he no. Can, he can save her like that, and then uh, and then puts her down, and then she can still be part of like not part of the action, but still be part of the main story. Where they she's she's watching over the kids, and she's like, "All right, now I'm never gonna take my eyes off of you guys," because that would also help them. Because the kids really shouldn't be following Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard right. if they're getting in on the main action. So that would, that would be good to keep her around to make sure the kids are safe. I just thought of this: What if these parents that have the kids are mm-hmm. Alan Grant and the woman from the first one, the blonde one? We're gonna totally retcon the third movie. Alan Grant and the other woman get together, uh-huh. and these are these two kids running around. Alan Grant is not the CEO. His his uncle, or it's like this brother, is the CEO making them come for this new event. Mm-hmm. And Alan Grant the whole time just like, oh, you realize, like, uh, life finds a way. Life finds a way. Sure. Okay. So, yeah. It's like Alan Grant's freaking brother or whatever and there are two kids, they're married now, and the whole time they're like trying, they're having a rocky start because Alan Grant doesn't want to have kids, you know? But he ended up having kids, and now everything's gone to shit, and he's saying, it's like, it's the kid, or, I don't know. They all come together again at the end because they're a family, and then Chris Pratt is still there with the assistant. What, initial thoughts, what do you think? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a bad idea to have Alan Grant and uh, and Sattler in there as possible people who are opposed to the park being opened because there's no there's no way at all that after everything that they've been through they are going to let this park open at all. So the fact that it opened shows to me that they are not involved whatsoever in this uh, in this plan. Like they, someone would have to either convince them or that Hammond says like has convinced them that they 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 figured out the correct sequence for the DNA to make the dinosaurs not violent anymore, and then he turns out to be wrong. I mean, it'd, be, it'd have to be a whole different thing if you're going to bring those guys back uh, I because guess. Uh, yeah. it's it's a, it's a really fun character idea, but the two of them make no sense <laughs> jumping back into this world. Uh, uh, it's true. Like, Al- and also, if it's another like parent-child story, that was the point of the first movie too. Is that Alan Grant yeah. like didn't want kids, and then he does, and then if he's going through these problems with his kids, it's like, well, then he he needs to, he already learned his lesson. He likes he likes kids now. <sighs> That's true. But you feel like at the end of the first one, Ellie and him are going to get together, and the third one, yeah, it doesn't. The, I think the third, the fact that the th- the third one, she's actually not with him, is kind of is an interesting idea. That's why I'll defend the third one more often than I'll defend the second oh. one. I know. Hot takes, hot takes. Man, that but is really hot. <laughs> maybe we'll do a Jurassic Park series later on. Yeah. And that we can go in and I, I, you can have the second one and I can have the third one. All right, all right. We'll, we'll think about that. We'll think about it. So that's just the general idea for the family stuff. Something else that I would like to tackle is I want this new Hammond. I don't want him in it at all. I just want people to refer to him all the time. Like, oh, well. Uh, well, also just referring to him, but also, like, he's more evil. He's much more of the, I need a prophet right now. Like, he's the guy in the background pushing for the Indomics Rex. Because mm-hmm. on paper, at least for me, it doesn't make as much sense to really try and get the Indomics Rex. Because when Bryce Dallas Howard is talking to this new Hammond, she says that the audience satisfaction for the park is at 90%. And an A- minus isn't an A, but it's still it's still mm-hmm. pretty good. And so if we have this new Hammond... That's just being talked about, being like, no, we need to boost it. We need more profits. We need more profits. It sort of sets up a bit more that 
okay, these guys are just being a little sloppy. They're just trying to make as much money as they can. And it's because of this Hammond character. And so after this whole incident happens, we're going to the sequel now. We get to meet this new Hammond, and he's so desperate to make a profit that he starts selling this dino DNA to the government, like the Vincent D'Onofrio characters. And B.B. Wong is still there making it because he has it all. I think that's what they're doing with the sequel. I'm not, I don't really want to speculate too much about that because it's coming out in less than a week. But what do you think about that? I think it's a, I think it's an interesting idea, especially to make to kind of combine the CEO and the Vincent D'Onofrio character so that they kind of function as one thing. Mm-hmm. And especially if you never see the character that's like running the whole show, then it makes the dinosaurs more of a threat in the first, in this version. Right. And when they escape, it's like, who would do this? And it's like, I don't know. And then by the second one comes around, you get to see him. I think it's a good idea. Combine those characters and make them more evil. Yeah. In general, for this specific movie, I want to make the assistant sort of give less of a crap about the kids. Mm -hmm. Like, having the kids run away from them just makes us feel bad for the assistant that all this is happening. And if if these kids were just straight up with her being like, hey, we got our VIP passes, we have a map, we'd rather you not babysit us. Like, you can just take the day off. And she's just like, oh, sure. Like... I don't care. I just don't tell your aunt about it. And they run off and it's like, okay, all this is happening because she was like not a good assistant and just let the kids do whatever they want. Yeah. I, I could see that working out better. Just if we're not going to make the love interest thing happen. Yeah, no, I'm her. just saying for yeah. this specific For this specific movie. one, yeah. Make make her either less caring or a bad assistant. Yeah. So like she could easily have also just said, listen guys, I got a lot of work to do. Just go go do anything. Here's Here's some free passes. Right. I, yeah, I think do, fixing the assistant would help just make make things more streamlined. Yeah. And, hmm, is there anything in surgery that you really would want to change also? Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, yeah, there's... I think fixing a lot of these problems with making the characters more... Uh, more, of, more of something at the beginning would help out the middle part where I got a lot really bored. Because mm-hmm. it would have been nice to see them work out their problems while the... While the after it's happening around them because there, there's a lot of walking and like you know driving through the jungle so they could easily have conversations or do something else while they're in the middle of it because i the main thing that i would do in surgery is just change change the same conversation that happens five times throughout yeah. this movie yeah and give them more to do than just the two personalities of either i love dinosaurs or i'm using dinosaurs for a profit there's there's just those two factions basically there's only two personalities and i would It'd be nice to change those so that they could actually expand on themselves. Okay, I like that also. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything you would want to do like, with the Vincent D'Onofrio character? Like, Do we want to make him more evil at times? Because he just sort of like talks about how evil he is. Like when he talks about the, his, the fox that he takes up, yeah. and then it, that fox eventually attacks his wife because the wife has a knife on him. Yeah, I, And he's just like, oh, I didn't put down that fox. No, we have a bond. I think making him... Uh, I don't say more sympathetic, but kind of understanding why he goes, he does more of this stuff rather than the single wolf character uh-huh. or like the wolf story that he tells. Because the wolf story is actually pretty interesting, and I yeah. forgot about that the first time around. I think if you made him like a, uh, uh, like a war, like a war veteran, and like he's he's seen a bunch of stuff and he's seen his friends like die, mm-hmm. and he's like, no, if we had these, we could easily beat the enemy, and we would everything would be fine, rather than just like. I need to sell these to the highest bidder. <laughs> like he could make a profit and uh, tr- want to do this for uh, for the actual good of what he feels is the the good of America. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Uh, I, I mean, that's that's pretty much all I have for that. Just mainly changing a few character stuff, a uh, few character things around, and then changing the conversations they have in the middle. Okay. And then I think you have a good a good uh, thought on making the parents the the more of the main characters, and so that the family drama is uh, is kind of the central conflict besides the dinosaur escape. All right. Should we talk about what could have been for Jurassic World? Uh, oh, we certainly could. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. I'm going to give some context on this. Because another reason why I was super excited for this film is that I had a Google alert out for this movie, for Jurassic Park 4, since the internet started. Like, when, I'm not kidding, when the, first, when the internet was a thing, and, you know, you had to wait 10 minutes for your computer to dial up and everything, I would look up Jurassic Park 4... And just see like the rumors or like the new casting things, like what they were thinking about. And as like a five-year-old, I would remember seeing these script updates being like, they're doing what? Sam, uh, do you want to say what they were originally were thinking about for uh, this movie? The original idea, and it has been nearly a hundred percent confirmed that this was Steven Spielberg's idea, <laughs> is that they wanted the monster of this movie to be a human-dinosaur hybrid. And we don't have confirmation on exactly which dinosaur, but there are, there's concept art for a bunch of different types of dinosaur-human hybrids. There's some that are, like, uh, raptor size with human, uh, you know, faces and, like, kind of, like, torsos, but they still got, like, the scratchy arms and, like, the sharp teeth. And so they're, like, human-sized. But then there's versions where you can see... The uh, a T-Rex formed with a human being, and they give you a, a, a regular human for scale, and it's a T-Rex-sized human-T-Rex hybrid. Like, it's gigantic, and it looks like a person with, like, these stubby arms and, like, a snout face. Yeah, it, it honestly looks like a horror film. Yeah. Like, an actual, like, demons have come up, and it's just, like, well, fan art for that. Yeah, it's just, it's just so, it's so weird, and, like, it's an interesting concept for a movie, but not for for a Jurassic Park movie. If you're working within the continuity and the the self-seriousness of the first three movies, at least, and you're going to make a Jurassic World, you can't really do something that silly <laughs> to make these human T-Rex hybrids, because that's very much more in science fiction, like, like science fiction fiction, mm-hmm. rather than, like, you know, the way science fiction is kind of today, where it's like, this is things that could happen. I, I believe at one point, too, they were talking about the main villain, like, injecting himself with the di- dinosaur DNA, and just, just like, blah, blah, and he sort of, like, bubbles up into a... Uh, so we're just going to Incredible Hulk it, where... Yeah, <laughs> but, like, with dinosaurs. So mm-hmm. imagine, like, you know, he's a... Uh, a T... <laughs> yes. He's a T-Rex, and the arm's going to him. <laughs> Imagine Vincent D'Onofrio oh, just God. having the same body... But, like, his arms just shrivel up. His toes, like, get super long and sharp. And he just has, like, a, a snout mouth that, like, opens up. And you just, But it's, it's like what happened in X-Men Origins Wolverine with, like, the monstrosity that is Deadpool oh, in that yeah. movie. Where it's like, that's not... None of this looks right. And then you just see a Vincent D'Onofrio raptor. It's like, this isn't... This isn't what I was looking for. This isn't anything. It was a weird idea. Yes. I will admit. If you guys want to look into our Facebook page or Instagram page, I'll link to a few of the sources that we have for this. There's a couple of Reddit threads and I believe an article on ain'titcool.com. Mm-hmm. Well, I think when uh, when Colin Trevorrow uh, signed on and that was the story, he 
he one of the few things that I do approve of him doing is like, guys, this is a terrible idea. Let me let me rewrite this and like try and make it better. And they were in pre-production on this movie for like a few years. It honestly was like, oh god, more. I want to say it was like ten to twelve years because well, I. I mean, like the the version where they signed oh, okay. the director on, like where they were preparing to make this type of movie because they, him and his writing partner were like, going ham, going hammond, if you will, <laughs> on the script to try and make it less of what it was. Yeah. I wonder how that conversation with Spielberg went. Like, you're just this guy who just finished an indie movie, and he's like, all right, Spielberg, your ideas suck. Well, not even just that. He he does this one indie movie that Spielberg loves. And Sp- Steven Spielberg specifically chose him because Colin Trevorrow made this movie called uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. And he loved it, and he's like, this is the guy I want to do Jurassic Park for. And so you you put your faith in this guy, and you bring him in, and he just walks up to you and says, thanks, but this is a horrible idea. <laughs> thanks for putting your faith in me, but I don't like your ideas. Something like that. Oof. Which is, I mean, if this the script, it could have been a good movie, just with a really ridiculous premise. Uh, we'll never know. But, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's the history of this film. And, uh, way to go to Colin Trevorrow. Yeah, I mean, the director, Colin Trevorrow, definitely has made the most out of his time on Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. He's signed on to do the third one right now. Originally, he was going to do the next Star Wars, Episode Nine, but after a release of his personal project called Book of Henry... Which I hope one day we can do. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that one day. Um, Book of Henry was pretty bad, and... Yeah, I'm not going to touch that too much right now. Uh, basically, shortly after that movie was released, S- Star Wars decided not to continue with Colin Drevero being part of Episode Nine. Uh, who, for the re- the real reason, we'll never know. We can only speculate. Yes. Overall, I still really liked the Jurassic for Jurassic World movie, and I am excited to see the second one now. Yeah, I I definitely uh, came out of Jurassic World the first time and was like. That was that was a silly, entertaining movie, but I had a good time watching it. This time, I had uh, a little less fun, but it, there was it still is not a bad movie, and it still puts itself forward. And I'm still going to see uh, Jurassic World two to see what they're going to do with it. And it sounds like it's it's uh, either the same movie, which will still be not bad, or it's improved on itself a little bit. Yeah, I do want to say the movie comes out this upcoming week. I want to. I'm going to put my flag on this. Mm-hmm. I want this movie to end like how Rise of the Planet of the Apes did with the dinosaurs just taking over the world. Wow. So it really will be a Jurassic world. Exactly. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about or do you think we're uh, we're good today? I think I'm good for today. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i good. Thank you, Jurassic Park, for colon <laughs> Jurassic World colon Fallen Kingdom. Yes, thanks, Jurassic 4. The good times. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, have fun, everybody. I yes, hope you enjoyed your time. Uh, please like, subscribe, follow us on Instagram, and like our Facebook page for the newest and latest content. Thanks, you guys, for listening, and have a dope day.